Turn with me to John 14 and verse 5. John 14 and verse 5. There was a woman in the scripture who suffered a disease of her blood. And she'd gone to all different kinds of doctors and over the years had had pretty much given up hope. But she heard of this man named Jesus and she decided, well, I'm going to try this and I'm going to touch his garment. There's a big crowd of people. She, she worked her way through the people and, uh, and, and leaned forward trying to remain unnoticed and touched the hem of Jesus' garment and instantly was healed. That simple act of trust, that simple reaching out to Jesus resulted in an incredible change in her life. I want you to know that Jesus is still someone we can trust. And uh, we need him and his work in our lives. We need him in our families. We need him in our church. Uh, We need him in our personal lives. We certainly need him in our nation. Uh, This scripture is a call to trust. Over and over again in this scripture, you see this call to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. And with the various things. Uh, And that is what we are called to do. So the title of my message is simply... Trusting Jesus. Simply trusting Jesus. And look with me at verse 5 of John 14. Lord Thomas said, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now On You do know him and have seen him. Lord said, Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been among you all this time, and you do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name... I will do it. So simply trusting Jesus. What, what should we trust Jesus for? Well, we need to trust, first of all, his direction. We need to trust his direction. He says, uh, Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way. I am the way and the truth. And the life. What does Jesus direct us to do? He directs us to look to him. Why? Because he is the way. There's only one way to heaven. And it is through Jesus Christ. By the way, there's only one authoritative source of truth that is always right. 
and that's Jesus Christ. And there's only one who can bring the eternal and abundant life that God desires for each one of us. His name is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus calls us to trust his direction. I am the way. We need to trust that Jesus is the way to eternal life and follow that direction. You know, there's a lot of people out in this world who have different ideas about different things. Matter of fact, just recently, I spoke to a man who had um, some New Age-like views and uh, spoke on those views very authoritatively. He was very convinced that what he was saying was true. The problem was, it was a lie. Many people are pounding their uh, proverbial pulpits, so to speak, declaring alternate ways of salvation, alternate truths in this world. But only Jesus can truly show us the way to eternal life. Jesus lived the perfect life without sin. He's the only one ever to do that. And he went to a cross and he died on the cross To pay the price for your sin and mine. He bore the wrath of God. He satisfied the justice of God at the cross. And he said, it is finished. Paid in full. And then on the third day arose. And because of what Jesus has done, we can have eternal life. And uh, he calls us to repent. To make a choice. To turn from our sin in our own way. To follow him. And to receive his forgiveness. And we'll have eternal life. So trust his direction. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, um, know that Jesus is the way. Uh, There's only one who has ever claimed a way of salvation who's raised from the dead, never to die again, and his name is Jesus Christ. Trust him above all others. So trust his direction. Secondly, trust his revelation. Trust his revelation. Look at verse 9. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? So, uh, Jesus is saying, look, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the revelation of the Father. He has revealed the Father as no one else has ever revealed him. We, We have the scripture that reveals the Father to us. But Jesus was a revelation like no other because we could observe, we could see what Jesus was doing. And in so doing, we saw exactly what God would do in various circumstances of life. And we still can do that through the pages of the Gospels today. Uh, So that revelation, we need to trust in it. Sometimes uh, you, you see someone that looks like someone else. I remember the first time I ever met Gary Williams. Some of you remember Gary. Uh, Gary walked into the, the office there, and I, I, I looked at him, and I didn't have to guess. I knew whose son he was. I, I'd never met him before, but because I knew Bob Williams, when I saw him, I said, you have got to be Bob Williams' son. And he kind of grinned. He said, yes, I am. I said, you, you walk like him? You, you have the same mannerisms? You even talk c- kind of like him? 
And, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, he kind of smiled and everything. But, uh, you know, that may be true of fathers and sons, but that, that is especially true of Jesus and the Father on a higher level because Jesus in his nature is one with the Father. He perfectly represents what the Father is like. You know what I love about Jesus? I can't find one place in Scripture where when a sinner came broken to Jesus, that Jesus didn't reach out and minister to them. I, I, what an amazing thing to see the compassion of Jesus, to see Jesus take the children in his lap uh, and all of these things that he did. And we see the heart of God. So trust the revelation that Jesus has given. You know, sometimes I, people have different ideas of what God is like. You, somebody uh, said, well, you know, my God wouldn't do such and so. Or my God wouldn't do. Well, sometimes we make up gods ourselves, right? <laughs> we, we have our own idea of what God is, and it not, it's not truly what God is like. Sometimes in, in, in a way that makes us feel better, but also sometimes in a way that makes us feel worse. Sometimes we think God is like our earthly father, right? And maybe we've had a bad experience and we think, well, I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to do with another father. But Jesus shows us what God is really like so that we can put our trust in that revelation and know uh, the kind of God that we serve. So trust that. Trust the revelation that Jesus has given us and, uh, and cast aside your own ideas when they conflict with what God says. Trust his revelation. So trust his direction. Trust his revelation. Thirdly, trust his teaching. Look at verse 10. The words I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. So in other words, Jesus is saying the teaching that I'm giving you comes straight from God. Now, there's a lot of people that claim that, right? Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's the case, maybe it's not. But Jesus claims this, and the effect of what Jesus did is that evidence that what he was saying was true. I love what the scripture says in the book of Acts. These men have turned the world upside down. Now listen, my ideas may turn, I don't know, may turn my household upside down, maybe not, okay? <laughs> but uh, Jesus' ideas and words and teaching have been changing lives for 2,000 years. He says, the, the message I have, it came straight from God. Sometimes you have a, a gossip mill going on, and you hear of uh, something, and it, you know what I found? A lot of times if you go straight to the person and you ask the person about it, it clears everything right up. You get the truth. It's not what's being spread around in the gossip mill. Um, sometimes that's the case. Uh, but uh, with Jesus, he always said perfectly, what the Father was saying to his heart. So that to go to Jesus was to go straight to the source. So Jesus says, trust my teaching. It comes directly 
from God. So trust his direction, trust his revelation, trust his teaching, trust his relationship. Look at verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Now, this is actually a profound statement that Jesus is making. And it's, it's been true in eternity past. It will be true into eternity future. Jesus has always been in relationship with the Father. In perfect communion. There's only one place and one time period that that communion with the Father was ever broken. And that was at the cross where your sin and my sin was placed upon Jesus. And the Bible says that God turned his back upon his own son. It was broken in that moment of time. But aside from that, Jesus has always been in perfect communion with the Father. Some of you have been married for a long time. You, maybe you started looking like your spouse. You know, it, uh, it can be funny how that happens sometimes. Uh, but you know what your spouse is thinking. A lot of times there's, maybe there's a raised eyebrow or there's a glance. And you know exactly what's being communicated. Nobody else knows it, but you know it. Why? Because you know him so well. You see, Jesus knows the Father better than anyone else. <laughs> he has perfect relationship with the Father. So we need to trust in that and to know that Jesus not only can tell us things about the Father that are true, but that Jesus can show us how to have a relationship with the Father, right? Because he knows. He's an expert on that. So we need to trust that that special relationship Jesus has, that he communicates the heart of God. You're buying a birthday gift. One good idea is if you know uh, their husband or wife or maybe their kids, ask them about it, and they probably know what that, that loved one wants, right? Uh, the same thing's true with Jesus. So trust, trust his relationship. And then next, he's, trust his signs. He says, uh, otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Jesus did some amazing signs. He opened the eyes of one born blind. Uh, he healed the lame. He cast out a legion of demons. He spoke to the winds and the waves, and they became calm. Uh, the, a function that the Old Testament says is God's function, who speaks to the winds and the waves, and they must obey. John the Baptist was doubting at one point, and sends messengers to Jesus and says, are you the one that we're, we're expecting or should we look for someone else? And Jesus says, uh, go back and tell John the deaf hear and the blind see. And, and he goes through this list of, of miracles that Isaiah predicted the Messiah would do. <laughs> so Jesus says, if you don't believe anything else I've said, believe the signs. They're right here for you to believe. Uh, we could do that in our, in our world today, right? Because we see evidence of Christ moving and working in this world today. We've prayed for people to be healed, and they've been healed in this church. We've prayed for people to be saved, and they've been saved in this church. I remember someone put a, a name in our prayer box, and two weeks later, he, 
he, he pulls me aside. He says, uh, he said, Pastor, my father, who was an atheist, was saved this week. Uh, we've been praying for him for two weeks. Is that not amazing? I mean, we just serve an awesome God. He is at work. We see him changing the lives of people who are saved. That's the greatest miracle that could ever happen. Trust his signs. Trust what he is doing. Also, trust his power. Look at verse 12. Truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me or who trusts in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. Now, Jesus kind of explains what he means by that. Uh, as they call upon him, he will work. So, did you know Jesus is still at work? He may be ascended to the right hand of the Father, but he is still at work. He works through you. He works through me. Whenever you and I serve God in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus is working through us. So, there's not just one Jesus on earth anymore. Now, you and I aren't the equivalent of Jesus, obviously, but we're not God as he is. But we do have the presence of Jesus within us. So, rather than there being one individual going around like Jesus did in his earthly ministry, there are how many millions of Christians around the world serving the Lord and doing a work in his power. You'll do greater things because Jesus will still be at work through his people. Uh, what an amazing thing. And what a powerful thing. I mean, you look at what Jesus did. I mean, he said, you will do greater things than these. That is a profound promise. That ought to make us confident. Listen, I don't know what's coming tomorrow, but I know that my Savior is able to deal with it. He is mighty. He is powerful. And he is at work through his people. So trust his power. Trust and, and take these things to him in prayer. That brings us to our next one. Trust his promises. Look at uh, verse 13. Whatever you ask in my name, that is in, in accordance with what I desire. You know, like an ambassador speaks in the name of the king. Uh, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. That's a promise. You know what that tells me? God has a purpose for my life. As I trust him with that purpose, and as I pray for his help in that purpose, or those purposes, he will come to my aid every single time to help me in what he's called me to do. I love uh, what Jesus tells the disciples elsewhere. He says, he says, my spirit will be testifying, and you must testify. Praise God, I don't have to witness in my own strength. The Holy Spirit comes with me. The Lord Jesus is there with me. Um, I'm not in the ministry by myself. Listen, there have been some times I haven't had a clue what to do in the ministry, right? You say, well, we need a new pastor. Maybe you do. Uh, but uh, listen, there have been times I have not had a clue. But can I tell you something Jesus does? And he walks with me. 
<laughs> you know what I've, I've seen Jesus take some situations that I just thought were hopeless, and he's completely turned them around. As I've called on his name, and others have called on his name in prayer. What an amazing God we serve. Trust his promise. Let it, let it get you fired up about what God wants to do through your life. Did you know as you take that first step of obedience, the power of God is engaged to come alongside you and help you in the work that God's called you to do. It is a truly profound thing. And every time you call upon him for what you need, it may be spiritually what you need in your relationship with God. It may be emotionally. Sometimes I've, t- I've prayed this prayer, God, I'm not really sure what I need, but would you please supply? I don't know. I need something. I just really don't even know how to pray. And he supplies. Um, it might be a physical need. Um, I had a friend uh, one time who, who was, uh, he was getting older in years, and he, he said, you know, I was just weary. And he, he, said, he said, Lord, I, I just don't have the energy to go out and see so-and-so. Would you send him to me today? And he did. He, the guy came by the church and ended up giving his heart to Christ. Uh, listen, our God is amazing in what he can do. Call upon his name. Trust his promise. Simply trusting Jesus, what should we trust him for? Well, trust him. Uh, we need to trust his direction. Trust his revelation. Trust his teaching. Trust his relationship. Trust his signs. Trust his power and trust his presence and his promises. Uh, What an amazing Savior we have. He is worthy of our trust and he is worthy of our praise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for calling us to trust in you. And God, give us the grace. Fill us with your spirit um, so that we can trust you in the way that you desire us to trust you. Quicken our hearts, God, and, and help us take those steps of faith and, and see how you will come alongside us and work through us. Help us call upon your name in faith and um, help us look to you. And Lord, for those who are here today who don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day that they would look to you, Lord Jesus, and say, I'm tired of going my own way. I'm tired of living in my path of sin. I'm choosing today to turn from my sin in my own way to follow you, Jesus. And I trust you to help me in that. I trust you to change me and to send your your spirit to help me. And uh, Lord, I pray that every person that needs to make that decision, whether it's online or whether it's here today, I pray that that decision would be made. And Father, for those of us who are your people already, I pray, God, that we would trust you in every facet of our lives. Help us walk by faith.